0: You know, in all of Mr. DeWitt's stupidity, he had lots of wisdom. He made a comment in that play that said, uh, he said, their joy doesn't come from what is done, but it comes from someone. And I thought, you know, as I listened to that play, that's a very profound statement. You know, our joy doesn't come from what is done. It comes from someone, and that someone is Jesus. And, and that's why we're here this morning. That's why we celebrate His birth this season. You know and as the world tries to steal that joy as, as we see events in our world and, and we see them try, people trying to take Christmas or to make it. Just a holiday or, or, or winter season. You know, as I was thinking about this, nobody can ever steal Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Christ, because it's not about what's done. It really is about someone. It's about Jesus Christ. And we celebrate today his coming. We celebrate the reason for his coming. We celebrate the birth of his coming. And so so don't don't ever let what the world and how the world celebrates this season to steal your joy. Because as I was thinking about this, why should someone that that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ as their as their lord and savior have a reason to celebrate his coming? And so celebrate with me and you know I want to celebrate the way that the shepherds celebrated on Christmas night the night that Christ was born if you would turn with me to the book of Luke chapter two you know we have we have talked about uh Joseph and and his response to the announcement that the Messiah a savior was coming We've, we've looked at Mary and, and, and her response and reaction to the coming of Christ and her being the mother that would bear the Messiah. And last week, Keith talked to us about Jesus himself and his coming and the fact that he came as prophet, priest, and king. And I thought it would be very fitting to on this morning talk about the shepherds. Because the shepherds celebrated, they worshiped, and that's really what this morning, what I want this morning to be about. I want it to be about a celebration of the coming of Christ. And I love the way that the shepherds celebrated the announcement of of Christ's coming and their their meeting of him. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory shone around them. And it says, They were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And here's the good news, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you, he is Christ the Lord. The greatest news ever told, a savior has been born. And that's why we're here to celebrate. That's the good news. A Savior. The greatest news of all time. A Savior has come. The Messiah is here. And remember what the angel told Joseph. He said, name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. You see, we celebrate this morning because Jesus Christ, the Messiah, came to this earth to save us from our sin. That's what we need. That's what we're saved from. We're saved from our sin. We're saved from eternal separation from God himself. And this was good news to the shepherds, 2,000 years ago, this continues to be good news for us today that a Savior has been born. It's cause for us to celebrate. Then the angel goes on and he says to him, he says, this is going to be your sign. You will find this baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So the shepherd, the, the, the angel comes to them He says, don't be afraid. He says, tells them that a savior has come and this is where he's at. You're going to find him. He's wrapped in clothes and he's lying in a manger. And so they pack up and they head to Bethlehem. Because you see, they know that that's where the Messiah would be born. They know because of prophecy that, that this is where he would be. And the only clue that they needed was that, that the baby would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, in Bethlehem, there were probably lots of places where they could find a shed, find feed troughs. No, but they knew. See, I believe, and a couple of years ago we talked about this, I believe the shepherds knew, I believe these were Priestly shepherds that were caring for, for sheep that were prepared for sacrifice. And these sheep that were prepared for sacrifice, when they were born, they were born in a shepherd's tower. And these priestly lambs that that were born, whenever they would be born, they would be wrapped very carefully in swaddling rags so that their skin would not be damaged so that they would be prepared for sacrifice. Because remember, a lamb had to be without blemish. So I believe when the shepherds heard that that the Messiah was born, that he was born in a manger, and he was wrapped in swaddling clothes, they knew where to go so they went and they found the messiah exactly as as the angel had told them but the angel continues his message to them remember one angel came and said gave them the message but then Look at what happens here. And it says, suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel that had given them the news, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men on whom his favor rests. Now, can you imagine being a shepherd Back at that time, out in these fields that were, they were out underneath the, the, the stars with the light bl- breeze blowing in your face. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. He begins to talk to you he says, don't be afraid. But not only that, after he's done talking, all of a sudden in the sky, there are tens of thousands of angels praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace Goodwill to men. It's as if heaven busts out praising God. It's as if heaven could no longer hold itself and it just breaks loose praising God because heaven knows that the Messiah is coming to save the world. Glory to the Lord was returned. The glory of the Lord was returning to earth. If you remember the angels praised God, it tells us, in Job at the beginning of, as he created the earth. The glory of the Lord was here during the Old Testament. It resided in the tabernacle and then in, in the temple. But because of the sin of Israel, the glory of the Lord departed from here. And now the glory of the Lord was returning to earth through Jesus. And man, the angels couldn't hold back because the coming of this child was was and is the greatest revelation of God's glory that we have ever or will ever encounter. Because the coming of this child would bring peace on earth. That was the message that that this child would bring peace on earth. So his coming, first of all, brought glory to God. The angels glorified God because of his coming. We glorify God. We should, with the angels, glorify God because he is here. And in a little bit when we when we worship together let's remember we're here to glorify God because he is here through his son Jesus. And then he said they said glory to God and peace. Peace on earth. Now this peace that the angels are talking about is I think I believe it's three kinds of peace. It was peace with God. Peace with ourselves and peace with other people. Now, you you ask yourself, you know, as the things that we see going on in our world, where is the peace? But remember, when, when Christ came, his kingdom is here, but not yet fully. So for all of those who believe, the peace is there. It's within us, and it begins by us having peace. You see, the most basic need for every human being is to have peace with God. And that's what Jesus did. Gave that opportunity for every man to have peace with God. And our pursuit for peace must begin with peace with God. Because if it doesn't start here, then all other forms of peace are very temporary. The good news was that, that there was through Christ, there would be peace on earth. And it began with our peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says that, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus our Lord has done for us. So that peace begins with with faith and belief in Jesus Christ as our Savior. And when I put my faith and trust in Christ, my sins are forgiven. I am no longer God's enemy. I am now his child. And I begin to grow. I become adopted into his family. I'm one of his children. And now... Not only do I have peace with God, but but peace with God brings peace with myself. And I can begin to grow in that peace. Philippians 4, verse 6 says that we're not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, when when, when I have peace with God, then I trust him in every situation. It doesn't matter what hard thing I'm going through, what challenges I face, I have peace with God because I trust him. And that brings peace within. You know, I know this last week, many of you grieved the loss of of a loved one. And yet, what, what brings you comfort and what brings you peace is the promises of God and knowing that Martha was at peace with God and herself and she is now resting With Jesus. Because she had peace with God. Because we have peace with God. It creates peace within ourselves. And as we have peace with God and ourselves. That creates peace with those around us. Romans chapter 12. It says. That we're not to repay anyone evil or evil, but to be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody, and if it is possible as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, aside from having a relationship with Jesus Christ and him empowering us through the Holy Spirit is the only way that we can live at peace with all people. And because Jesus came, he brought peace to this world. For us, and, and that's why we celebrate. Because we now have peace with God, which creates peace within ourselves and, and with the people around us. And the world is looking for peace. The world is hungry, starving for peace. You know, since last Friday, our country has really focused on, on Newtown, Connecticut. And we've sat and watched in disbelief and horror as, as the details of this, of, this, of this story unfolded. And we saw the death and devastation that happened. And we ask ourselves, why? How could this happen? Whose fault is it? Who's going to fix it? Who should fix it? And this tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary has caused much conversation in our world, and especially in our country. And as we look at that, and, and, and we, 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 there's all this conversation about gun control and, and increased security, and all of these things. And although they are important, they fall short of the of the real problem. It's a problem of sin. It's a heart problem. Because when you don't have peace with God, you won't have peace with those around you. So until we fix the heart issue, our world will continue to to experience tragedy. Have you experienced the peace that comes from knowing Jesus Christ? Have you experienced the peace that the angels spoke of when Christ came? Because that is the only peace that will fix our world. No amount of, of legislation will fix the problem that, that we see in our world today. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. That's what our world needs. Repentance and understanding that only through Jesus can we experience peace in revival. And when Christ came into the world 2,000 years ago, the world was an evil place. You know, the good news of Jesus wasn't that he had sent, that God had sent a soldier or, or a judge or a reformer. The good news of Christ was that he came to die for our sins. The good news is that God sent a Savior to meet our greatest need peace with God. And when the shepherds had heard this incredible news, that experienced this incredible uh, revelation of, of the angels, and the angels went back into heaven. Everything disappeared and now it's, it's all quiet again. Imagine the shepherds looked at each other. Like, did that just really happen? Did you see what I saw? And so, then they said, let's go to Bethlehem and, and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us. Remember, Israel had been waiting for this news for, for, for thousands of years. And now it it was there. The Messiah was here. And so they say, let's go. Let's go find him. And so they they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And it says, when they had seen him. They spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. It says Mary treasured these things up and pondered them in her heart. But then it says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which was just As they had been told. You see, when the shepherds encountered the Messiah, they were changed. I believe when you look at this, when they encountered Jesus, they were changed, they became somebody different. It says that that when they had heard about him, when they had seen it, when they left, it says they spread the word concerning about what they had seen and everybody was amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And they returned glorifying God. I believe they couldn't stop praising God and, and glorifying him for what they had seen. And so when I talk about worshiping and being like the shepherds, you know, I want to be like that. When I encounter, I have encountered Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior. But but, do I go the way that the shepherds did? Go and tell people at, at how amazed I am at what God has done in my life through Jesus Christ? Do I glorify and praise him for who he is? You know, I want to glorify God. I want a response the way, I want to respond the way that the shepherds responded to their encounter with Jesus Christ. Do you desire that? Do you want to be like the shepherds? Do you want to spread the word concerning what he's done in your life? You know, when people look at me, do they look at me um, and say, there's something different about him. I mean, sometimes people look at me and are amazed at at, at the dumb things I do, but, but do they look at me with amazement and say, this man loves Jesus. There is something different about him. That's what I want. And when I worship, when I glorify God, I want my worship to be authentic the way that theirs was authentic. Now, I bet the shepherds, I bet when they went back to their fields, they weren't thinking about, about which sheep had run away and which sheep needed help and what they were going to do tomorrow or next week or, or, or all of these other things. I believe they were focused 100% on Jesus. So this morning, as we worship the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, I want us to worship with completely focused minds, focused on Jesus Christ and giving him glory because through him, we have peace with God. I want us to be inspired to worship Because he is worthy. He is worthy of our worship. And so, this morning, let's worship the way that the shepherds worshipped. Let's celebrate the way that the, the shepherds celebrated. Let's give God the glory that is due his name. Because everything He does for us, He ultimately does so that He is glorified. So this morning, it's just like to ask you to stand, and as the worship team comes, I'd like to close, or just just to pray for us, and pray that we would have this kind of a of a celebration heart today. Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you and we praise you for. Your son, Jesus Christ, and for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we thank you for the way that you presented yourself um, to the shepherds so many years ago, announcing the coming of Jesus Christ. Father, this morning, we are grateful and we praise you for his coming. And we praise you that because of him, we can be at peace with you. And Father, I pray this morning that that our worship would be authentic. It would be real. It would be, um, it would be entirely presented to you because you are worthy. You are worthy of our worship, Father open our hearts as we worship you together. May you be glorified through our worship.